listen, this show is especially dedicated to all the marsupials out there. What up, marsupials? It's your boy, Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector. This particular show is called The Professionals and Animal Lovers. Show, what's up, world? There are animals in the Zoom room. There are animals in the Zoom room. I know that. I know one of those animals is called, but we'll get into it. This is Pals, Professionals and Animal Lovers show every single week on a Wednesday. Valerie Heffron, my comrade, my consigliere, my pal, Val, <laughs> my everything when it comes to animal advocacy. What up, kid? What's going on? I learned from you too, Tommy DeVisa, every single week. And uh, what's going on is we have two phenomenal guests. And we're get, we get to talk about pet therapy. It's one of my favorite topics today. That is an awesome topic. And we can all use a little animal therapy in our lives. I know, especially, uh, we can all use therapy, period. But when you have animals in your lives, I mean, it's it's so special. It's so exciting. So we do have two guests today. And it would be nothing else if we didn't meet these guests through networking and connecting. Shout out to Tammy Racanello for making this introduction. If it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for Valerie, there's the pom-poms. If it wasn't for Valerie getting out there and doing the networking on behalf of this journey we're on together, what is this journey? Well, look, it's a show, it's a radio show, but it's a community that we're building. It's a community of like-minded, compassionate people who want to learn, educate, and advocate advocate together as a community. Amy Bar is here. Jennifer Devine is here. Everybody come off mute. There's a dog in the room. The dog's supposedly named Squeaky, but why would a dog's name stay when it was given? Because I think the dog is also called Susie. Amy, Absolutely. Jennifer, welcome. What's going on? So you have three guests, right? Not two. Yay. You have yes, three. the incredible therapy dog. And Squeaky goes by Susie because we work a lot in New York City. And people speak a lot of different languages. I think it's over a thousand languages and dialects. We are also contending with hearing loss and masks. So you try to say squeaky a hundred times a day or Susie and Susie's much easier. So someone heard her name as Susie last month and I liked it and it kind of stuck. And for that generation, the older generation, there was a really famous commercial about Susie Chapstick. Remember the Chapstick? So yeah. they all remember that, and it's kind of cute, and it makes them smile. Mm. So that's Susie. Hi, Susie. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have this personal theory that all animals are therapy animals, but mm-hmm. that's just, you know, that's just me saying that they all have, like, their own magical gifts. Um, and But I, I would love to ask you to talk about your very special company, and also because it's exciting to know that there are all of these options available for people who may be interested in a career involving animals. So let's dive in. Tell us, you know, what do you do? What's the name of your company? What services do you provide? Yes. And Tommy actually hit it on the head before everybody needs a hound. So we are called helpful hounds. (laughs) And I think our website is attached and we work through the agency called caring people to service some individuals who are trying to age healthily at home. Mm -hmm. Um, So you want to stay in your home, but you do need some extra services. So this is one of the services that you can get. Uh, A lot of people do ask me about the training for a true therapy dog, right? Wendy, uh, Valerie, not a uh, 
just one who makes us feel good at the end of our day. Mm -hmm, But a mm -hmm. true therapy dog, I really believe is all about their temperament. Just like you can't teach people to be nice, you cannot teach a dog to be nice. Uh, Just last week, someone asked me how many people will pet her in a day. And I think it can be over a hundred. And I don't know about you, but I don't know that I want to be touched by a hundred people. So they really do have to have a certain temperament. Look, prior to COVID, I didn't mind people as much, but you know, we, I realize how dirty and gross we are as a human species. Like, yes. you know, so, so I, but I still, I was out last night hugging a bunch of people. Don't tell anybody, but I hugged a bunch of people yesterday. Okay. So, <laughs> so there is some obvious training involved about obedience. They can't be barking and running through a facility. The test is kind of interesting. Um, but, but at this point we, uh, we work through the company and we are, and we work through caring people. I've been doing this about 20 years wow. when I was, uh, when I was in corporate and doing uh, project management. And then when I decided to stay home with the kids, it became a little bit busier. Mm-hmm. And I'd say in the last 10 years, there's a really big need for it. And after quarantine this last year, I can't tell you I could triple my business tomorrow in mm-hmm. terms of the peop- amount of people who need touch. And mm-hmm. so it feels like you are bringing a gallon of water to someone who's been in the desert for a year. And in some ways they really have, you know, they've been separated and not touched and they're desperate. And we had an amazing experience this morning. Uh, just a few minutes ago, there was a, uh, we were actually working in a facility today and assisted living and somebody was just coming in and she was crying and so sad. And um, I speak Spanish too, a little bit, but we could communicate with her. She was still with the EMTs just arriving. And as soon as she saw the dog, she broke out into the biggest smile and her family Uh felt better. You know, how, how much more comfortable would they feel knowing that we come, you know, every other week. So what, so so you happen to be there. That's, it's not a, like, Right. Suity, squeaky, none of her names is there all the time. It, it's right. a service that comes to visit, yes? Right. Jen's company, Caring People, offered us continuing ed class recently. So I actually had to research what I've done over the years, what's come a little bit, dare I say, naturally to me. And I found that there are two, at least two hospitals in the country that keep a therapy dog on staff. And you can call and set up an appointment. So in a true hospital, like if you're going for surgery that day, you can call and schedule a, a visit. And I think they consider a visit 15 minutes. So, so it's really becoming recognized. And I hope that in our lifetimes, not only will it be offered as a college class, but it might actually be offered as a major in universities. Wow. I, I think I'd I read that. to see it. Uh, sorry, Tom, go ahead. No, go ahead, please. I, I, Val, I was just going to say, I read that, I think, in, in the background of the bio that that you said that you want animal-assisted therapy to be offered as a major at universities in our lifetime. Look, yeah. if it improves the life of, of people, why shouldn't it be, right? right. I, I mean, and, and we do things on this. I know you have some, Jennifer. I'm going to let you jump in, but we do things on this. We're literally changing the world. That's what the show is about. And I wouldn't have told you that in August of last year, but I will tell you that right now in June of this year, because as a result of the show kicking off in September of last year, we we're changing the world. We're on the phone with politicians. We're getting on call nights. We're meeting people who make change happen and we're becoming part of that. So why shouldn't there be a university course? Jennifer, I know you had something. No, I, just to piggyback on what Amy was saying about offering it as a college course, um, 
you know, I'm going to even take it a step further. And I'd love to see insurance companies um, covering it as a therapeutic intervention. That's what I would love to see so that it could be affordable and accessible to so many people. Um, There's a gentleman, a social worker by the name of Dan Cohen, I believe is his name. And he was trying to do that with music and getting iPods covered so that especially people who had dementia could use that as an intervention. And I believe just in seeing Amy and in her sessions, there's such a therapeutic component to it. And that would be something that I would love to see happen one day. I just wanted to piggyback very quickly on that. Yeah, it's amazing because we, we, when I'm working with a PT, a physical therapist, occupational therapist, or speech therapist, I'm just considered a handler and I'm supposed to stay in the background and just handle the dog. And I stay quiet, which my husband would never believe is possible for me to do what I do. (laughs) And I have people to to attest to that. But it it really does. uh, We were working with someone last week and the physical therapist said that the person did 50% more exercises. Can you believe that? I can. I can. And that that just tells you. I'm sorry, it's hard for me to hear. I I was going to say, we have a little background uh, noise going on, but I want to agree with that because I know for me, you know, number one, if you have a dog, you're kind of forced to take them out and you have to walk them several times a day, unless, unless you mail it in and just, you know, let them out in your backyard and they, and then you hire a pooper scooper person, whatever. But the point is that it's also impossible to be, in my humble opinion, it's impossible to be angry or in a bad mood when your cat is in your lap purring and you're petting it, or you know your dog is flipped over wanting a belly rub. It is impossible. Like they lower your blood pressure. And I would like to see, since we're talking about wish list, I would like to see every institution, hospitals, rehabilitative. Uh, rehab facilities, um, nursing homes offer this because I can speak to this personally. 10, 10 plus years ago, my father was in a rehab. He was about two weeks away from the end of his life. And he was, you know, very uh, lethargic. And I would go, my thing was the newspaper, reading the news. And we were on a place in Hempstead Turnpike. And all of a sudden, I was coming back and getting coffee or whatever. And I saw a porter with, uh, you know, he had some cardboard boxes and I saw a pair of ears pop up and I was like, what the heck is that? Right. Turns out it was a big fat bunny rabbit. And I was like, you have to go to my dad's room. I didn't even know you offered pet therapy. The second that my father saw this rabbit being lifted out of its box and put into the bed with him, my dad got like a surge of energy and he lit up, smiled, started petting the rabbit it was so beautiful to witness. Yeah. And I have another experience, but I'll share that if we have time, but I believe in this so much. Yeah. I, I could tell you stories for hours. I could still get chills on, on the impact. The dog, not me. I've worked yeah. in places for 20 years. Honestly, they don't even know my name. <laughs> they don't. Mm. And if something's blocking squeaker and they don't see her, they don't even know me. They don't, they've never looked me in the eye. They don't care. And yeah. it's, it's yeah. not offensive. You know, she, it's just, look at Amy, look at her face. I, I mean, she just keeps squeaky. So Susie just keeps looking. Oh my God. <laughs> I, my son is going to lose it when he watches this particular. Episode. <laughs> Where, I mean, Oh God, look at, look, I mean, I, 
I know you don't want to get left out of the conversation, but like they're there to see the dog, right? I'm I'm sure yeah. you're you're great to hang out with as well. But they, <laughs> it depends who you ask. I uh, fair enough. I understand. I know. No, I, we're all an acquired taste. I'll say that for sure. <laughs> Not you. We love you already, Tom. <laughs> oh my goodness! Tell me more. Tell me more, please. Uh, we, but I will say this: uh, that. What also works is, aside from what we do with um, Jen with caring people, is the dogs also work with children. And I have five dogs, much to my husband's chagrin, but one of the dogs works really well with autistic children. The reason being is that dogs don't have a lot of different emotions, and they only have, I don't know what the term would be, one layer of emotion. So you know how you could be mad at someone in your house and yelling and then the phone rings and it's someone from work and you're like, oh, hi, so glad. And you change your your persona for that minute. A dog can't do that, right? She's happy, she's sad, or she's angry. And you know it when she's showing her teeth. So they do really well with autistic kids to learn life skills and and emotions. Amazing. Amazing. Um, I, I will also say that if you if institutions like we're talking the large hospital organizations, mm -hmm. you know, if they just think about it, most hospitals operate pretty much the same where, you know, if someone's there or, or rehab facility, they're there, they're in their room, they have a TV, they have a phone and probably a cell phone, but there's not a lot of, you know, activity with with people, maybe someone's bringing them food you know, or their medication, but that's all like very, um, you know, it's Routine. protocol, right, it's right, protocol, right. right. But, but if you have the, the visits from the animals and right. you're able to pet them and just relish in how sweet they are. And we make it, it a point to make it that person's moment. How do you feel? How did you sleep? What did uh, you do for a living? Where did you grow up? Yeah. And, and it's about their moment and it's about their time. So when we work with individuals through caring people, we really are able to provide an ear, let's call it, to mm. someone who is homebound. And maybe they don't want to tell their daughter all their innermost thoughts. Maybe they don't want to scare their need daughter. need a friend. They, it sounds like they need a friend and not just a four-legged yeah. friend, but it sounds like, yeah, awesome. I, yeah, you get to be a friend. And it's, yeah. you know, one of my kids graduated from the fifth grade yesterday and and the principal refers to everybody as friends. Yes. So this friend and that friend. And I was like, I love that because yeah, I, yeah. I tend to do that. Like I'm going to tell people later on. So my friends, Jennifer and Amy came on the show today and like my kids always go, you have a lot of friends. And I go, well, <laughs> you know, people like me, but, it, that, but that, that, that's what it is. It's about, we all need some connection. That's the whole thing. Yeah. It's about connectivity. I, we do have to take a quick break. It's a quick break. You're gonna. I know we gotta. You gotta get you off to a meeting, but we'll be back in a minute because we want you to finish and then. Yeah, we'll we'll stay up till two. Yep. Yeah, yeah, good. So we want to come back. We'll get more, and we want to hear from Jennifer more. You know, we're trying to navigate through this whole thing. Val, you have something quick before we go to break? Nope. Good. See you right back. Ninety <laughs> seconds, everybody. Pals. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. 
Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Story time with Tommy D. All right, so this is Pals, Professionals and Animal Lovers Show, and the story is this. We want to amplify the message that we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. We want to support one another in business by building. That's actually not accurate anymore. We have already built and are continuing to build a compassionate network. Together, this network will make sure that everyone wins. Especially the animals. You were not ready for that. I was watching. I was saying hi to you, Charlie and Tanya. Daddy I know, but I was watching you, and I knew I was going to set you. I'll try it again. We are building this compassionate network together so that everyone wins. Especially the animals. Yeah, get your pom-poms out. So we achieved this through the radio show, through the Compassion Awards. Hint, hint, wink, wink. We'll tell you about that again later on. I know Valerie will make sure we talk about that. We have some sponsors that are sponsoring that. Very, very cool. Very exciting. But I do want to jump, pull this right back. Jennifer, if you can get into this conversation, please, because I want to understand, you know, from, and I shared helpfulhoundsllc.com on Facebook for everybody. I also shared yeah. caringpeople.com. I shared that on. So Jennifer, tell Thank us you how so this, much. you're welcome. Tell us how this works from your perspective at how you and Amy collaborate because you, you know, you, so to speak, have access to the people. Amy has access to the dogs. I just made that up, but that's what I was thinking about. That's not when you're right on. You're very, you're very intuitive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I guess the short story, because obviously I, I want to give Amy um, the spotlight um, being that she has to leave us a little bit early, but um, my background is I'm a geriatric social worker. I've been working for caring people for 14 years we're a licensed home care agency. Um, so we provide an array of services and mostly for people who are in their homes. And a good portion of them are homebound. So they don't really have the same types of access to things that maybe somebody in the community does or somebody that lives in an assisted living. Mm. They're really in their home. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them are pretty medically com- compromised. So one of the things that I have always witnessed 
and I have known is the benefits of being around an animal. And so we do a lot of work in assisted livings, independent livings, and we also do something called companion care. So that tends to serve the more able-bodied senior. So maybe we could even bring them to an animal shelter and assist them to volunteer and do all of these things. So, you know, just being an animal lover myself, I see all the benefits of it, but there was something that was missing to me. And that was that these homebound clients didn't really have the same access to some of these wonderful interventions. So part of being a social worker, part of my job is getting resources to our clients. And I was able to find music therapists. I was even able to find therapeutic recreation um, professionals who could go into the home. But I was really having a hard time finding someone who would go into the home and do one-on-one sessions, mm-hmm. pet therapy sessions. Um, so I, you know, and then I could go on, on and on about my story and the different interactions that I had. But we were on a quest. And I love a quest. Um, this is exciting. Yes, we were, yeah, we were on we were on a quest. And um, I'll say dot 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 <laughs> right? to, just to save time. Yeah. We eventually found um, Amy. Mm-hmm. And that was through a colleague of mine that recently had come aboard. Um, her name is Anna. So I want to give her so much credit. She's a part of our outreach team. And when we, this was a new outreach team that we had hired. And I said, this is one of my visions. And, you know, the outreach team were all animal lovers and they loved the assignment. So Anna connected with Amy. Way to go, Anna. Shout out, Anna. If you're listening, you're watching us. (laughs) That's the power of connection though, Jennifer, is it not? All we have is our social capital. All we have is that opportunity to make connections. And without it, you know, we're just sort of meat puppets. You know, but with other people, we have this connectivity and that's what we're building here. So thank you, Anna, for making that connection. So how, mm-hmm. when you and Amy first connect, how long has this been going on, this relationship? Oh, gosh. So I would say, Amy, officially. I could tell you exactly. It was very funny because I was, I had just moved to Long Island and was trying to um, uh, build a business to four one-on-ones. And I think I was like, oh, I'll just put it on Facebook until I'm really ready to advertise. And I think it was literally a day later that Anna contacted me and it was November of 2020. So it was during quarantine. This is new. So this is pretty new. I mean, although 2020 feels like, you know, a decade ago, but it is relatively new, but I just want to stop. You were looking for this, right? Talk about a little bit of universe. You're saying I got this solution and Jennifer and Anna and team are going, we need this solution. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Oh my God. I'd have to look back, but I, I, it couldn't have been more than 24 hours that I posted it and Anna is like Jen and they're just get it done kind of people and the that. three of us started working together and we just get it done whatever needs I love to happen that. and it doesn't and surprise you're me. like that too Valerie I liked you immediately yesterday uh, oh my we god just get well, it done. and of course when we're <laughs> animals and people we work harder and faster right yes and I want to let you know that it does not surprise me in the least Jennifer that Anna and your team are all animal lovers and obviously Amy, because you are in a profession that requires you to be compassionate. It's just, of course, you're going to gravitate towards that. Right. And I mean, it's not like you're working at a slaughterhouse. I'm just saying like you have to have the ability to empathize and you want to inherently it's in your nature to make things better. Yes. (laughs) And I would love to know, I can tell you, um, 
a few years ago, my mother had a pretty rough car accident while my aunt was with her too. Anyway, they were both in the same rehabilitation center and they didn't have pet therapy, but I was able to bring my dog once I showed all the paperwork I needed to show them. I couldn't even walk a straight line through that place no, because all of the residents can't. wanted to pet and hang out with my dog. And this one senior in a wheelchair, I will never forget her. She melted with my dog and she didn't even talk. She was, I don't know if she was nonverbal, but she did not say a word. She just kept petting him and pet she didn't want to let him go. And yes. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so funny. So that heartwarming. Yep, I'm going to jump off in just a couple of minutes, but it's funny that you say that because this is one facility where we have people who are waiting for us at the door and I can barely get in. So I had to sneak in to the speaker because we're in the back of the facility. So they don't know, they don't know you're there yet. yet. I, I, I was supposed to start, but we obviously. It's like Justin Bieber at a concert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but how can we disguise the dog? Yeah. yeah, like put like the you know, um, like Bobby Valentine on the Mets wore this like <laughs> nose and glasses. I do have a dog stroller, not for her comfort, but for my back. And um, so I have been known to kind of zip it up so that people don't know it's a dog and we can kind of scoot past. But Valerie, nobody's nobody's interested in the baby, right? <laughs> And sometimes when she's walking and the stroller's empty, I swear people look at me and think, do they know she knows that, that she lost her baby? Because <laughs> nobody thinks of a dog stroller. But Valerie, you hit on something really interesting that you didn't know if the person was nonverbal or just really in the moment loving that dog. Yep. And that's part of what we do. We have to be in that moment with that person. And when we're one-on-one, -on -one, it's 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 easier but when we're in a facility we have to make sure that everybody feels that one moment where they can breathe for the first time they can relax for the first time i have to ask you a question before you run i just thought of this and i i've been it's a lingering question since i brought my dog there um and for the first time that i brought him there what happened was my mother had a, a couple of broken ribs but she also had a fractured ankle right and um I put my dog in the bed with her. He's smaller, similar to Squeaky. And, um, you know, my mother was so happy to see him. She's petting him. And do you know that he walked over to her broken ankle and he laid so gently uh, right next to her. And it was like he knew where the injury did was. She have, did she have a cast or something? Was it wrapped? She or did, yeah, no. Okay, she right. had but, he, he had, right, but, but still, it's intuition. There's something there. It is, it is, right? it is intuition. It is, right? Yes, it is. My dog, I knew it. He, that works with um, autistic kids quite a bit, he actually usually smells wounds, like even if they're covered by clothes. Like yes. Exactly. You know, it, it's it's amazing, and I could tell you stories when we were researching the continuing ed class of stories of uh, cats who work in hospice who knew the next person. Yes, that's Oliver. Oliver the cat. He worked in a hospice house, and it actually got to a point where the family, the the staff, would call and say, "Oliver's with mom. It's time. Come come be with mom." Oh my and, god. And people, I know. people I like kills. the family, the families weren't like, this is so weird that you're calling me that the cat is directing care. Like they just saw it with their own eyes. Mm -hmm. So when Oliver would come and sit vigil, 
you knew mom. Oh my god! Was gonna pass. Do you not, do you not have chills? I know through my whole body. In fact, and, I know. And you that's know yeah. true. And that's sweet here. But before I met my husband, when I was single and dating, if the dog didn't like someone, my old dog, <laughs> I didn't get another date. You know. <laughs> They can predict everything. I, I guess they can. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to I gotta sneak in here one quick second because I don't know if I, I want to make sure if this is somebody Amy knows. I want to say hello while Amy's still with us. I don't, do either of you know Drew Craven? No. Yeah. Just maybe a new fan of the show. Drew, thanks for checking in. He says, pause up listening here so he's so we we dig you drew looking forward to connecting Thank you, drew <laughs> so thanks for being here um amy i know you're gonna split because you have to you're yeah. you're actually on borrowed time yeah. you have a bunch of folks waiting to see squeaker yeah. and you're hiding that dog from people so i don't want to keep you from that anymore and before, before, we, before and what Angry fans. Yeah. There. We'll extend the time here. Good. Make sure they get their time. She'll, Don't soothe, she'll soothe them with the dog. It'll yes, all Yes, exactly. It'll all, it'll all, it'll all your, mellow out. Your stress hormones go down. When you I'm telling you, we're going to talk about it. We were talking about it during the beginning before uh, before we got started with Jennifer and Valerie and I yeah. about just horses and a whole nother thing. Maybe we'll get into that when we come back. But Amy, yeah. can I shout out what you want to shout out before you go? Is there anybody? Because we're going to go to a break right after that. Anything you want to? Well, I just want to thank you for having us and thank you for what you guys are doing i i listened to your podcast a lot of them last night and oh. they were phenomenal oh my god yeah, they you are you know are you gonna all, come back you gotta come back with all the terrible news we hear it's really nice to interact with people who are doing such wonderful work for animals and people and bridging the gap and thank and you. thank you for what you're doing really and jen thank you for all. jen works like 100 hours a day i don't know <laughs> how she gets done what she gets done all right well she's not going anywhere we're keeping her with you're us you're gonna have to tie her we're <laughs> gonna so helpful have to come back we'll you get you back, back. helpful yeah, LLC.com. Sorry, I'm talking over everybody. Sorry. And we're we're going to just say goodbye in a few languages. We'll say adios and we'll say adios, squiggy, squeaker, Susie. <laughs> bye bye, guys. All right, bye, we'll bye. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, really. Thank All right, you. we're going to split. We're going to, Dylan's going to take us to a quick break. The three of us oh, will right. come back. We will dive right back into this. Jennifer, when we come back, I want to hear some anecdotal stuff. I want to hear, you know, the things from the front lines and how people's lives are really changed and, and what you might need and how we might make some connections for you. Is that fair? Yeah, that's very fair. Let's do it. Do it. Take us Thank to you. a break. Howdy. Hey, Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? 
Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Professionals and Animal Lovers Show. And we're back. And we just had Amy Barr with us from uh, Helping Hounds, HelpingHoundsLLC.com. Check it out. Jennifer Devine is here. I just shared, if you're watching us on Facebook, I shared the website for CaringPeople.com. But I even gave you a little more of a sneak of uh, of their pet therapy program. So animal-assisted therapy, improving the quality of life for people, provides older adults with an opportunity to care for a pet of their own. What are the benefits? Well, Jennifer's going to tell us, but companionship, exercise, memory, confidence, social skills. If you were here for one of the earlier segments, you know, I was going to make a joke because I like to, and I was going to make a joke because um, Amy said that somebody was able to exercise 50% more when they had the animal, right? So I was like, well, they should have got two animals and then they could have had a hundred percent more. And I know, but see, I exercise like 0%. So I don't know how many animals I need to take that to like, more i don't know well, you i'm not a man you can't tell that <laughs> <laughs> jennifer thank you so much for being here and thank you for kind of making that space and creating that space because we knew amy had to sneak away early and and you're just so wonderful to do it the way we did it so that worked out so let's dive into your portion of the conversation i love that you just started to get to know each other only the last couple of years yeah and what a time to do so in a time when yeah. the individuals you serve talk about homebound we were all homebound but some folks are always in that. So let's talk about your experiences there if we could and, and how this has worked out. Yeah. So prior to obviously all of this happening, this was a service that we did want to provide that we saw value in being able to provide specifically that one-on-one um, animal assisted therapy to individuals. So that was something that we really wanted to do prior. It just so happens that during um, the lockdowns we is when we met her, which, right, like a lot of people have stories about that. I think maybe just having time, some downtime allowed us to maybe do even extra research. Mm-hmm. So we were very lucky and we met her and we had lots of interview sessions together and we felt like she was the right fit for the caring people family. And um she is also doing per diem work for us Mm -hmm. so that when we do intakes, like one of my roles as the social worker is that if someone needs services, I do a very detailed intake on them. And we always ask the question on our intakes, do you have a pet? Right? Because we do have caregivers that might not be pet friendly. Mm. We we do have that situation or we have maybe caregivers that have allergies. Mm -hmm. But when I ask that question um, through the years, Um, sometimes it's just a quick, no, like that's it. We don't have pets. Mom never loved pets. It could be that, but a lot of times 
more story comes out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like mom has a pet and we're starting to see that she's not able to care for it so much. Could your caregiver help to do that? So, you know, the animals could stay together um, or maybe that they're just really, really missing having a pet. Yeah. And it's become, you know, it's, it's just become harder for them to be able to get out and maybe visit a pet. So, you know, sometimes a child will bring a pet over, but there's just a theme. And for the most part, that theme is that people are missing their pets. They're missing animals. Um, And it is such a therapeutic intervention. And not only aside from the obvious that you're talking about the therapy and things, it, you know, it gets lonely. And if they have the the capacity or facility, or you tell me the right words, but the ability to to care for it in some regard, or that caregiver is able to help, um, it's life changing, right? And if they cannot, and if they cannot, well, then Amy comes by and brings Squeaker or Buddy or some of the other hounds that they got. I just I can't stop thinking about Elvis, like. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. I can't help myself, Valerie. You knew this. You signed <laughs> up for this. It was part of the deal. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm just. No, listen, part, listen. We're very big into laughter therapy. Also. Yeah, I'm right, just that, that's like another... that joke coming. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I will, I will say this too, though. Like people kind of bust my shoes, but the truth is, I mean, I really don't care. I read to my cats, and I really mm-hmm. believe that they enjoy it. That said, if I'm older and I don't have my cats around, like, would I still read out loud? Like, would I still even read? I don't right. even know. Would I find the time? Because I know they look forward to it. What are you reading to them? I read everything. I, I read uh, Uncle John's Bathroom Reader. I, I read <laughs> uh, Murder Mysteries. I read articles on my phone. And I also talk to my cats. I know, I'm and my dog, I talk to my pets. I mean, who doesn't? But what I'm saying is if I was... Yes truly alone if I were you know alone in my own home and I needed help with you know some daily um what do they call those the daily needs of the activities of daily living that's it right if I needed that I don't know that I would be so inclined to I mean what am I going to do read to the wall I mean I right. certainly read to myself like normal people do but, but what do you re- again if you're reading like there's a lot of reading I need to do and I always like to listen so if you want to read like books to me like you know Tony Robbins John Maxwell if you want to do audio books and you just like record them and I listen to them or just call me and, and read them so you're telling me if I call you you're gonna listen to me read to you I listened you call me like nine times a day and I listen to you talk I and now it would okay. be a different it would be different topics that you would be talking to me about it would be like hey hickory dickory doc and I don't like not the Andrew Dice Clay version but the no. version the mouse ran up the clock well, it depends on what, what kind of mood you're in you might that's, want true that. that's true too that is true if I'm, no, I'm feeling kind of Randy Jennifer yes I guess that would be okay then but I have to ask this too, because I've seen this on some, like, I want to say it was like the Dodo videos or like one of those um, forums where I have seen horses, speaking of horses, go into facilities and visit children that are like, you know, whether they're getting uh, treatments or they're in the hospital and right. little, I, I don't, I, I was blown away. I've seen dogs. We've all seen the dogs before. I've I've seen therapy cats. I've heard of therapy cats. I had never seen horses until more yes. recently. Do you offer that? So that that was, so another program that um, which is so interesting because again we we started the conversation talking about connections mm-hmm. and how that happens. 
So Tommy, when you were talking about course ability, one of the things that I did was I took a course over at course ability and it was equine therapy for mental health. I think was that it was like a three day course. And I just wanted to see what it was all about because we finally launched our animal assisted therapy program. And I loved the idea of bringing on horses because I had had a prior experience where um, the Bristol did a fundraiser. They did like a polo game and it was a fundraiser and they brought the residents to the grounds. And a lot of the residents got to interact with the horses, specifically the residents with dementia. And the feedback that we got from the families was that their loved ones had put together sentences, full sentences that they haven't in years. Yeah. So not not verbal. And I've heard that not only in the the geriatric or in the senior community, but I've heard it in the intellectually and developmentally disabled. And shout out to Katie McGowan, who founded Horse Ability, which is actually, and I was kind of shocked. She's coming up on their 30th year anniversary. Yeah, Yeah, get the pom-poms out for that. I mean, Katie lent her own personal horse to a therapist who was working with a child with, with CP, with cerebral palsy. And the, the reaction that that child and the parents had changed the, the trajectory of what Katie's future was going to be. And that out of that experience is what, what became horse ability. And we did talk about it. We haven't talked about it yet, but we talked about it in the virtual green room when we were first talking and they have these minis and Jennifer, yes. like I, I make promises when I think I can make it happen. I don't really make promises when I don't think it can happen um, because I, I don't want to like false hope, but like this stuff, like I could text Katie now and she probably, she would probably get on the show with us, but I could text <laughs> my first, first ever episode of philanthropy and focus, which is my Friday morning show all about nonprofits. Yeah. We, we, she was my first ever episode on a show that's done 74 episodes now or something like that. But I, she loves me. I love her. We're buds. If there's something that you want to do and get these horses, they put them in the minis, like you said before, they put the minis in the minivan and take them to see. I'm dying to get out there and do that. Um, I don't know what you guys are accepting. And again, it is 2022, but there are still some restrictions with what we can do. So are you you back in those regards that you can do things like that? Well, so what the program that they offer is they go to facilities um okay and your folks are more homebound sorry for that that's no you're perfect (laughs) um do you want me hold on one second i'll let it just go all right you you mute we'll keep talking because we one thing valerie and i never run out is words to say so (laughs) val have you ever have you been to horse ability um, unofficially, I'm pretty sure I have just like, does that mean you would like snuck onto the campus and we're drinking there? Like, what does that mean? That means that <laughs> it's funny. You should ask no to the drinking, okay. but when in, in my history, since like being able to drive. So we're talking about high school when I was stressed out or I needed to clear my mind. I would often drive to a place where I could find some nature, whether it was the Roslyn duck pond or um, I would walk around the Sands Point Preserve or, or just go to the water and stare at the water. But one of my go-to places, especially when I lived in Hicksville, was horseability. And I would just drive up, get out of my car and be like, that's what I, that, I mean, my very unofficial version of 
therapy. Cause at that point in time during my life, I didn't have an animal, a pet, mm-hmm. you know? So I was very inclined to try to get my own fix. <laughs> I guess, I'd say that same thing. And as somebody who has been through different addiction conversations in my life, I literally say that I go, I got to go there and get my yes. fix because it literally is, Works. you know, it, 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 again, it's not a drug in the sense I'm not putting anything in my body, but it is, I feel better. And I yeah. like feeling better than worse. Yeah. When you have that right. choice, Jennifer and Valerie, hey, I'm yeah. going to go with better. Like, I like yeah. that. Let me go do that. Now, you know, that sort of thing can can take spiral out of control when you do other things to feel better. But to go see the horses <laughs> and just take that and yes. connect with them. I mean, and I, oh, oh, yeah. and I have to tell you, I sent you the video, Tommy Demisa, but but more recently... Uh, you gave out my full name. We never give out my full government name on the show. <laughs> my name is Tommy D. Don't pay attention to what she said. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. And and we were driving around in a very rural area, and I saw these two gorgeous horses, mm-hmm. and you know, inside a very large uh, fenced-in area. And I just said, "Barry, go. Can you pull over for a minute?" And he pulls over. I got mm-hmm. out of the car, and I just started walking towards the fence. They came walking right over to me. They let me pet them. I was like so zened out and like it brings tears to your eyes because they're so incredibly beautiful. And when they trust you enough to let you touch them, it's like magic. It is at the, the course that I took at horse ability, they had um, us just all observe the horses at play. And we all just had to pull our chairs around and everybody had to be in silence and they brought the horses into the ring. And we just were like, you just have to watch them at play and I could not get over how calm I was and it was freezing and we have blankets on and all this other stuff and it was like perfect peace it is it's just amazing yeah magical it truly it I was like I'm one with the wind and sky yes yes (laughs) I was like I am nature I thought I was a singer on the show that was great (laughs) That was so uh, but I did. You guys said something earlier that gave me a good fundraising idea. We could do a happy hour with the horses. We can. So the thing about the <laughs> campus, which was ironic, and we get, we have to go to a quick break, but we will do something. We'll figure it out. The funny part about that is because it's on the campus of SUNY Old Westbury College, which is where I actually graduated from, um, it's, a dry, it's a campus, so it's dry. So I was trying to do a networking event at the farm. And you cannot have alcoholic beverages. So that's why when I made a joke about, I didn't know Valerie was climbing over the fence to have a couple of cocktails. <laughs> Don't do that, everybody. That's not what you should do. But you are right on. There's so many different cool opportunities. And we're going to explore that. Yes. We need to take a quick break. Okay. Uh, when we come back from that break, Jennifer, I want, I want you to talk a little bit, if you could, from really uh, your role is business development. Is that right? Is that yes. part of, I want to talk about that because part of what we're building through this community is the idea of, well, I need to do something. I need to bring people together. I need to make connections, right? Or I need to buy a service, fill in the blank. I want to go buy that from a compassionate, animal-loving person versus the other person. So that's what I want to hear because we've established how great you are and what you do. And there's plenty of folks, I don't know, is it, how many folks turn 65 every day? 10,000 or some crazy number like that, right? Yeah. Big, big numbers. So when we come back, Jennifer, I want to know how me, we, me, us, all of us can help you out. We'll be right back. This is the professionals and animal lovers show. Yay. Okay. 
Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. talk about horses man and i just had to grab my hat all right so check it out look some animal advocates become animal advocates in their 30s their 40s their 50s their 80s but my new friend jennifer divine she has been an animal advocate in one way or another (laughs) tommy easy for you to say in one way or another since she was a child she and as valerie mentioned earlier of course the people that come on this show are in places and roles and responsibilities that are compassionate for people as well. So from uh, really serving homebound elderly through this animal assisted therapy for seniors to connect with their and stay with their pets as long as possible when they have pets, this is some of the work that Jennifer is involved with. But when it comes to caring people incorporated, Jennifer, I want to hear about your role and I don't know what I would say, but it would probably sound like, how can we help? How can we connect? How can we make relationships? So tell us about that. Yeah, well, um, so Caring People is a licensed home care agency, and they've been around for over 20 years. Actually, the owner of Caring People, it was um, his grandma's business, and she was, um, it was a nanny business. And so our owner came and, oh, that's going to happen again, of course. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to just do it. Well, well, when uh, you're good, okay. when you're good, you're good. Yeah, Val, yeah. we have nothing to say. What are we going to do, Val? You have anything to say? Well, I do want to mention uh, for Jennifer when she does return, I would love for her to get into uh, how many of their competitors like uh, offer also pet therapy or don't. I'm super curious about that. Yep. And I just have an anecdote and then we can talk about uh, the October event, but Yep. Um, when I was sick a few years ago, I had the flu before COVID, but 
I had the flu for like a solid three or four days. It's feeling terrible, fever, whatever. My dog did not leave my side other than to eat. And when my husband would take him out and then he would come flying right back up the stairs just to lay with me for hours and hours and hours and sleep with me. And anyway, they're, they are completely amazing. Jennifer, do a lot of your competitors offer pet therapy as well? Or what percentage would you say of these home healthcare agencies have this type of program? I, I'm not personally aware of any that do. So I That's do apologize to my competitors. I apologize to my competitors because a lot of my, a lot of my competitors are my dear friends. Yeah, no, 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 that's okay, but I, I, that is such a huge. So if they do, that's why I'm saying I apologize. But no, it's okay. But even yeah. if it's ten percent, you know, whatever, whatever yeah. it might be. I mean, that is a that's a big, big point of di- point of difference. And for someone like me, myself, and and Tommy, and and you know, I I need to know that I really do because I I believe I would look for that first personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I I have to say I feel very blessed to work for caring people because one of the things that they do that I do think is different is um, they're very innovative. And I always say my boss rolls his eyes at me all the time, but he listens to me and he's like, okay, Jen, if you're, if this is the feedback, if you're feeling that this is a need and our clients need this, then I trust you. He's like, just don't get me in trouble. You know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. So most of our services really are client driven. Um, so right. many of our services came because our clients needed it. Um, like, for example, we had a lot of clients that were going to Florida all of the time. Right. Now we have offices in Florida, you know, oh, they, this, the snowbird program. Yeah. You know, so that was a need. So that's right. how a lot of our services have happened. Um, and that's really how animal assisted therapy happened. You know, it's like, I think I told you the story about the client who was, on hospice and those those sessions that he had you know the wife said those are his three best days that he had had in such a long time yeah so yeah it is definitely it is lacking for them to have that one-on-one time and i think it is really important um, for many reasons Mm -hmm. because not everybody can benefit from psychotherapy there's just there's a, a lot of clientele and i often make referrals for psychotherapy as well and sometimes i would get rejections and not in a mean way, but they're really not candidates. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's because they maybe have dementia. Yeah. You know, sometimes there's even, um, you know, maybe they're aphasic, you know, it could be a, a lot of different things, but you do animal therapy with them. Universal. And it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, maybe like there's such a level of depression that they're not even able to really talk. Their affect is so flat, but you put them with an animal and you keep doing it repeatedly, we have seen such success. Yeah. So we just wanted to be a part of the game, right? We're only right. one part of the game. So this is an aspect where you can call us and you can ask for one-on-one sessions. You don't have to be on any other services with us. Oh, oh, it's a standalone. So all the, you can. So all, oh, yeah, companion care, home health aid, skilled nursing, care management, dementia care. This, this right. to itself, this animal assisted therapy is, I can just buy that service for my mom, my dad. Absolutely. Wow. That's yes. awesome. Yep. You don't that have lost and that's true of all of our services. All of our services can be a la carte, or we have a lot of people who are on multiple services. Oh, wow. Um, you know, we'll even help people that maybe are finding financially, I'm starting to have a hard time affording mm-hmm. everything so we could help to get them onto Medicaid. And what we can't do we will get them connected to resources. 
Um, we're also connected to the Seniors with Animals Project, PAWS. Yes. Um, I sit on that committee, which is was the guest that you had previously yes. had. Uh, yes. Melissa. Right, right, right. I, I want to kind of wrap it up. I, I Well, okay. I don't want to, but we have to. But I will say that uh, we are going to get on a call. We're going to continue to network, and we are going to continue to uh, make sure that everyone's aware of these phenomenal services. Tommy, I know you're going to wrap it up short. Val, what's going on October 11th, Valerie, 2022? Tell well, me. That's what I was just going to say. No kidding. <laughs> um, the Compassion Awards is our inaugural and really signature event because when we put our heads together, we were like, we really want to put uh, these people together in person as much as possible. We've had guests from all over different spots of the country, California, Florida, Pennsylvania. I hope they can all join us. I don't know, but I will tell you that we are going to honor and recognize local heroes involved in animal rescue and animal welfare and animal advocacy. And it's, you will be in a room surrounded of animal lovers and compassionate people. So October 11th, uh, visit pal-show.com for tickets and sponsorship info. That's P-A-L hyphen, not underscore, hyphen show.com. And thank you, Jennifer, you are amazing. And thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. And please, um, I would love to pursue getting sponsorships for you. Yay. Music. Uh, I definitely (laughs) want to do that. And I think that um, I will find a lot of companies that would be interested. That's so great. Well, thank we you appreciate so much. that. We appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Jennifer, I can't wait to really like connect, continue to connect and, mm-hmm. and further find ways we might be able to help you out with what you're working on. Um, and their website again is now I lost my website. Give me your website one more time because I've it's www.caringpeopleinc.com. And we shared it on the Facebook. I just shared how their show on the Facebook, which is super exciting because Valerie didn't really get to mention this, but the la- the website really just launched in the last week and a half. Where last, yeah, I don't know, four or five days or something. So that's super exciting. Um, yeah. I, I got to leave it here. Jennifer, thank you. Valerie, thank, thank you. you. Amy, thank if you still listen, thank you. Thank you for everybody who's checking thank on. Thank you, Facebook. Tammy, rocking yellow. Thank you, Tammy. <laughs> You're rocking it. All right, so we got to do this. Dylan, thanks for doing the uh, producing thing. Here's what we got. In his total commitment <laughs> to nonviolence, Gandhi always included the animals yes. by stating the greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged, can be judged. by the way its animals are treated. Yes. You're doing it with me, Jennifer. Everybody make it a great day. I thanks, everybody. I know. Thank Bye. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc.
you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. all pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 